welcome back to Here and There with Emily and Jordan, a 20-something navigating life in Austin and a 30-something riding the waves of life in LA. Join us for... uh... (laughs) I just fumbled that so bad. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know what I was going to say there. I was going to say this for another episode of Wild Rides. Um, Join us on this wild ride as we fumble our way through life, sharing stories, lessons, and helping each other along the way. (laughs) There we go. Lots of moments like this in our episodes. Uh, And then lots of moments where, you know, we sound pretty smart and educated and well-versed. So it's going to be (laughs) the best of both worlds for you. But yeah, I mean, first up, you know, we always, we like to do these reality checks. So let's do a little life update, life check-in, reality moment. This week was, um, hmm, I don't know. It was a little chaotic. I had like a tough doctor's appointment and I don't need to go into that today, but I will at some point. I'm also really excited because we're gearing up for our move. It's funny because a lot of um, the people who did listen, which I'm so grateful for it, they asked where I was moving. I'm staying here in LA because my job is in person. So if you'd asked me five years ago, if I thought I'd be buying a house in Los Angeles, the answer would have been absolutely no. Um, but I am really excited to be staying here. So um, trying to find like positivity and something to look forward to with that. So yeah, that's kind of my, my update. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. This, this past week had chaotic energy to it. Yeah. I think April really came in with a rumble. Uh <laughs> I was just feeling, yeah, sort of like off energy too. But then it did pick up. I had my aunt and my dad come into town here to Austin. Um, And it was just such a, I mean, at first it was definitely, there's like a lot of things from my past, a lot of healing that's been going on. So there were definite moments where I was feeling sort of triggered. You know, I sort of felt myself going back into old behaviors, mindsets, you know, just like how it can be with family and past stuff. And then after about like a day of them being here and me really like taking time away from them as well to sort of check in with myself and, you know, just sort of calm myself down, honestly, and then kind of do a reality check with myself of, I don't know, not letting like past things ruin this present moment. And I I just had this real, like, honestly, like a therapy moment with myself and started to turn things around. And then, yeah, we launched the pod and there was just so much positive feedback and support and things just started to go uphill, you know, in a good way. So yeah, it was a beautiful time. They, we didn't really do too much of touristy things. It was more so they really just wanted to see what my life like is here. And my life is honestly probably pretty boring to the general human being. I I like good food. I like to walk outside and I like to do things in my apartment. So we did a lot of that. We did a lot of walking. My dad fixed up my Subaru that is quite literally falling apart. My aunt helped me plant like an herb garden. We ate out at like all my favorite restaurants. It was just so sweet and wholesome and exactly what I needed. It was sad to drop them off at the airport this morning. It was overall just, yeah, it was exactly what I needed. I think I kind of needed that family time. So, and it was the first time anyone's ever been here to visit me in like two and a half years of being here. They were like the first people I got to show my life here. So that kind of felt surreal too. That's so amazing. I'm proud of you. And I think that just moments like that are so, so special. I think the two of us, we don't have our family visit that often because they're far away. So when they do, that's huge. And it sounds really nice. Also your herb garden I saw on your Instagram story is stunning. 
It's so cute. I just like greenery in my home. And mm. I thought, you know, let's be practical about it. I love herbs. So we'll see how they grow. I'm not like great with plants, but I have faith. My aunt's like a plant guru too. So I'm just going to send her videos whenever I'm not sure what to do with things. <laughs> Honestly, I I never thought I had a green thumb and I killed probably five different basil plants from Trader Joe's over the years, but I don't know what happened. Like during COVID, I got a few plants too. And now we have so many in here. I propagated plants and like, I, I think it's easy to get in your head about plant care, but then if you just let it ride and like water them when it looks dry, like it's not that bad. The less thought I put into them, the better they seem to grow. Yeah. I've learned that to be true over the years. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's awesome. And then what are you obsessed with lately? So it's not lately, but it's as of like two days ago, my mm. aunt from a belated birthday, my birthday is in January, but like she wanted to bring the gift in, pres- in person. So she just gave it to me two days ago, two days ago. And it's called Aura. And it's not a new concept, but it's basically a photo frame that like shows it's virtual. So it shows multiple photos and she hooked it up to multiple like family members. And so everyone was able to upload their own photos and so it's this very like eccentric, like random assortment of photos ranging from like past loved ones to inspirational quotes to like all my little cousins and like various basketball school photos. Like it is the most like random assortment and I absolutely love it. I'll look up and think, what am what is that photo? You know, like I go up and I look at it and it just like makes me laugh. It's just so sweet. And I love the concept of it. And I really... I was just, it's such a good idea. And I was like, I want to get one for my dad. I was like, it'd be such a good gift idea, even for like a friend that goes long distance because, you know, you always have photos and you want to share with people, but it's like sometimes a lot to just send a bunch of photos via text and bombard them, but you just upload them to this app and it shows them on the frame. And then, yeah, they get like a little surprise every time a new photo pops up that they haven't seen before. It's just so cute. I think that's so cool. I actually have never heard of that. I always thought, okay. or like I've seen the ones where you've uploaded the photos and it's that digital frame that changes them, but I never knew that you could have a shared one. That is really, really fun. I love that for a gift. How yeah, cool. they, they first did it when my grandpa went into the, like a nursing home so that everyone in the family could like upload photos for him. And then since she did it for that, yeah, she's been like gifting it to a bunch of people in our family. It's such a neat concept. So if anyone needs Father's Day gift, that's what I'm looking, birthday gift, like any sort of gift. I feel like that's such a cute, cute idea. So that is awesome. (laughs) Cute. Um, How about yours? Well, mine. Yeah, I would say mine. I've been obsessed with this since it came out, but Pinterest, I've like gone kind of in waves with the last few years. Um, and I do feel like when it started to become more ads and videos, I didn't love it as much, but I'm getting back into it probably also somehow stuff, but I feel like it's the least comparison of the social platforms. Like it doesn't feel to me like a social network. I mean, maybe people are trying to like get followers on there, but I'm not, I'm just trying to like be inspired and, I found some really cool stuff on there, whether it's like, I mean, I have so many boards, like quotes or I don't know, like DIY crafts, 
home inspiration recipes, obviously like cute outfit inspo. Um, but yeah, it's really, I don't know. I've been going on it to kind of de-stress and calm down and I really, really like it again. So I know there's lemonade is the new platform that everybody's on. If you haven't heard of it, it's by the makers of TikTok, and it's like the social media manager director in me is cringing at the fact that I have to now learn yet another platform, but it's basically like OG Instagram meets Pinterest meets Canva. It's, it's cool, but it doesn't feel like I actually just prefer Pinterest to be honest. Okay. I love that. I think Pinterest is like such a stable, like tried and true old reliable. That's always like hopefully going to be there. And I think it was like a couple months ago, I got inspired to get back on it and I I didn't stick up with it, but I want to now, especially after like you bring it back up into memory, but like, it's also just such an expansive platform Mm -hmm. because I mean, it can be right. It it could also not be like when I was making my vision board, like background for my laptop, just Mm -hmm. scrolling through the photos and quotes. I was like, I forgot how inspiration, inspirational and like almost like relaxing it is. And I think I listened to somebody else on a podcast say how that's their like before bed routine. But it's mm-hmm. very expansive for them because, you know, you're looking through kind of what you're envisioning for your future at times. And, you know, you like get that in your head. And I don't yeah. know, I think it can be such a relaxing thing to do to really, I don't know, sort of like envision and see what you like and what you kind of want for, your, you know, your design or your style or like future home, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I that. actually I made a spring mood board. It's just for spring and it makes me happy. (laughs) I love that. I love that idea. Well, our topic of the week that we can dive into is all about how your work is not your worth. And it's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. Productivity, what you've gotten done in a day or in a week, in a month, in a year is not a determining factor in how important you are in this world. And I think, I know we have all experienced this, whether or not we've realized it. I think it's when you start to realize it, that things start to feel sticky, you know, and you're like, you know it, like you kind of know, like, okay, I know my work doesn't determine my worth, but like, how do we separate that? Especially when we've, you know, brought up to do that. And so in this episode, we really just wanted to touch on our personal experiences um, and, you know, revelations and such with everything worth identifying your sense of worth knowing your worth and just how to connect with it as well the basis of what we're going to discuss is how worth and self-worth is something it's an internal concept you know thing existence and so often what happens is that we tie it up with the external specifically with work so yeah we're just going to really dive into that and why we so often tie it into our work, the money we make, the items we own, so societal like accolades we gain, the relationships we have, whatever it is. And then just really share like for us personally, what is worth and what does it mean or what does it feel like in our lives? Yeah. And you said that so well, but I also think it's a work in progress, you know, and a lot of it, I don't know, I've found, especially with things like social media and comparison, sometimes I think, oh, well, I don't have that. I don't have, I don't have the house. I don't have the, the kids. I don't have the, or even if you're in a different stage of life, I didn't get into that college. I didn't get that job. So I'm not good enough. And like you said, it's those external 
factors, whether it's society that made us think those things or how we're brought up or who we're around, I don't know, but it can be really hard to separate out and, and it takes a toll on your confidence. And I think the two really go hand in hand, right? It's like your self-worth is tied to the confidence that you have in yourself. And that then has so much overlap with general and, or even just overall mental health, you know, like those start to weave into other areas of your life as well. And next thing you know, it's just, to me, it always, it feels like it ends up being this sort of like tangled ball of yarn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, something feels off, you know, something's not quite right, but it's hard to sort of determine what's that root cause because self-worth, self-confidence, like, right. All these little things get jumbled up together. And then it just feels like one big clusterfuck. So it's like, how do we kind of work on these like root situations such as self-worth to sort of untangle and work on all those other areas of life. So I, I think this is such a great topic. You recommend, you suggested it. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, let's get into it. (laughs) I've been saving so many like quotes and sharing so many things uh, that have to do with that rest is productive too. And those kinds of things, because I do think maybe it's the bubble that I'm living in or just what I'm seeing, but I feel like there is a shift in this hustle culture mentality. I've seen it called slow girl living or slow, you know, instead of girl boss or whatever, nobody says that anymore. Thank God. But you know, that kind of thing, it's, it's uh, the movement is no longer. I think people really want to tap into what really matters to them most. And that's why it's been on my mind, honestly, because I'm trying to remember at the end of the day, if I didn't get through every single thing on my to-do list, which most of the time I don't, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person or I'm not worthy of having my job or worthy of doing or existing in any capacity. I listened to this TEDx talk on YouTube about like self-worth once. And it was, I I remembered it and I went back a little bit ago just to listen to it again because I just remember it being so impactful. And it was saying how self-worth at like the root is this innate knowing and belief that you just deserve to be right a human, let alone like you deserve to have this job. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be supported. But it's also just like you deserve to be you. And I think you're right like that. We've all lived through so many different eras, but especially like hustle culture and girl boss and like the entrepreneur, even like the shoot off of like being your own boss and entrepreneurial things. And like just so many like things we've lived through where it's just like more and more and more and keeping busy and tying everything up into the work you do and what you create and like what name you can create for yourself essentially. But then it's like, what happens when that all goes away or that changes? Mm -hmm. And I think we saw a lot of that with the pandemic, um, with job layoffs, with family things shifting, like people were left hanging high and dry because all of their worth and purpose and like things in life were tied up in these external factors. Maybe we can share about our experiences when it comes to maybe like when we first realized that we did tie our worth up in work and like how we worked through that and sort of work to make things shift. Yeah, totally. When I was, how old was I? 21. I moved out to LA from New York to dance professionally. And I, I'm pretty good at taking the word no at this point, because if you've ever had a job where you audition, whatever that may be, 
model, actor, comedian, I don't know, but you're told no a lot. And I had to learn pretty early on that just because I wasn't a certain size or I didn't have a certain hair color. I mean, fun fact, like if you make it to the end of an audition for any artist or show, they break you down by race and hair color. Like that's just the way it is. And it, 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 your eyes, like it's people probably think it's crazy, you know, but that's just, if, for example, to Taylor Swift's Aerator, she does an incredible job. I'll bring it back. She does an incredible job with diversity, but you'll see, I noticed it right away. There's a blonde, there's a brunette, there's a, someone who's black. There's someone who's Asian. There's, you know, there's all these bases that they've covered as they should, but you learn that just because you aren't one thing or another, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of having a place in that room in the first place or booking that job. And I, I mean, I was, I've been dancing since I was five. So, and competing since I was eight and, you know, same thing, winning medals or not, you kind of learn throughout the years that it's not because you're not a good dancer or a good person or whatever. Um, and I feel like for me, that's where I first figured out that it's not these external factors or my external appearance for that matter, that has to do with how much I deserve a place in the world. That's a hard thing to come to terms with, you know, like that's something yeah. that I, I guess I hadn't really thought of. And I didn't even think of that with you, with you in that regard, but that's such an important lesson to like learn and experience I suppose that most people myself included have never had you know like I even with all the work I've done on worth and everything I'm going to share in this episode I still have a hard time with sort of like having receiving a no or receiving sort of like I did not I don't know I think that's why I'd rather just not date than try dating at all you know or like why I'd rather sort of stay in the situation that I'm in versus like try to fix it because I'm just I'm afraid of like that no or that shift or that loss of that feeling of like, oh, I'm not worthy of that. But yeah, I mean, for me, it was honestly more recently that it I really had to come to terms with where I was tying my worth and specifically with work. Um, I've always been one to just like now upon reflecting on it, just I always tied my worth up into my grades, into whatever sport I was playing, into taking care of my brother and my dad, uh, being like the fit and healthy girl in my disordered eating days. And then with social media, you know, like the likes and creating for engagement and the podcast. Like I've just always had, I've always kept busy and used like productivity, busyness, work to fill this void inside of me that is at the end of the day, just this gaping hole of not having self-worth. And that became very clear to me and something I started to work on when I left my main job just this past December, 2022. I was so excited to have this time away and sort of slow down and rest. <laughs> um, and then like two weeks into it, I was losing my shit. I told my therapist, I'm having an identity crisis I don't know who I am, what I stand for, what's my purpose. I was spiraling. And 
it was only through like talking with her and lots of long walks with myself in the woods and self-reflection and just lots and lots of like whatever therapy work I could do that I started to realize just how much of my worth I had tied up in that specific job where every day I went in, I had tasks, people were depending on me. I was receiving, I, I was good at my job. So I was receiving, you know, praise from customers or praise from the people that, you know, worked with me. And um, even down to like getting compliments because I was working in a public place and I was dressing up very nice every day. So I was getting compliments on like my physical appearance, on my style. And, you know, I was bringing home a certain amount of money and working a certain amount of hours, all these areas that really just fed the external, this like need for validation. And with that kind of like what I thought my worth was. And so when all that was taken away and I was left, you know, here in my apartment, working from home primarily, taking sort of like a rest before I jumped into my next full-time work, I just, I felt empty. I was like, what, what is the, what's the use of this? You know, like I, who am I? What am I doing? And it took me a bit to, you know, realize, cause for a while I thought, oh, I, I don't have purpose and I don't have passion, you know, and I need to figure that out. And then I, you know, realized, well, those are things that you could always be looking for. You could find your purpose when you're 40, 50, whatever. Passion comes and goes. But I think what I realized what the root was, was self-worth. You know, I didn't have, I just, I didn't have self-worth for myself. And then with that, I didn't have confidence. I didn't have belief in myself. I didn't have, I was losing drive and motivation and inspiration, like, all of these things. And it, it took just a lot of therapy and work to realize it did come down to worth. And that's, it's something I'm still working through. But so that was all like a long explanation. But I think that might be something that resonates with a lot of people where it's just like laying out how exactly we do identify our worth with our work. It's all these little things in the day and you don't realize until it's gone and you feel that sort of void within. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can, I absolutely relate to that. I, I went from being an entrepreneur and working full-time for myself for three and a half years to back to full-time corporate. I mean, I don't really work in a corporate setting. It's a startup for sure, but back to a full-time role last August. And, and I'll just preface this by saying, I think it's okay to have, um, purpose in your work to find purpose in what you do, because I also, I do think that aspect is less about the productivity of it all, but more about, you know, feeling good about what you're doing every day. We spend so much of our lives working. And so finding purpose in your job is a wonderful thing to your point. It shouldn't be everything, but I do know what you mean because I was feeling so uninspired and unmotivated. If you talked to me a year ago, last April, I was so lost. I wasn't sure if I should continue to work for myself and find clients or if I should go back to a full-time role. And what ended up happening, I just was open to anything. And I was reached out to about this job. So it felt aligned and that's why I took it. And that's why I'm still there because it does feel aligned and I find purpose, but the overall thing, no matter what your job is, is knowing that when you're growing and when you're learning, that's when you feel your self-worth 
increasing in my opinion, you know, we, as humans, you feel the best when you're progressing. And if you tie something like your self-worth to an external factor, a job that can be taken away, a person, a relationship that may end those things that really takes a toll. But if you can find something where you feel like you're progressing, maybe it's taking a class or something like that, like that has made the most difference in my self-worth and how I show up in the world every day and feel more confident is when I know that I'm taking steps to better myself. I would assume that maybe that feeling comes from the fact that like at the end of the day, the only like true constant in our life is going to be ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you the more attention and love and care you put towards yourself, I feel like that it makes sense that that would support that feeling of overall self-worth. And I love that you brought up that piece about purpose because it's so true. Like for instance, in that last job I had, I didn't feel like a true sense of purpose either. Right. So I was in this, like, and I feel a lot of people can resonate with that and where, or, or you lose it over time. Right. You started out. I had a lot of purpose in the beginning. It faded with time. So then all I had were like these little validations and external things that I was like tying everything up into. Um, so then, yeah, when you, when you, when those situations change or shift and suddenly you kind of like, don't feel like you don't have that purpose and you feel like you don't have self-worth because of it, it just, it can be really tricky. And I don't, I, it, 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 it can just make it feel like such an identity loss and crisis, you know, like, I don't know, even though it doesn't have to be that way. So I like that what you said about like growth and change can sort of like fuel that self-worth. When you transitioned into a new position and role, did you struggle at all then of like feeling, you know, like, oh, I'm new at this or like I'm I'm the new one here. Like, did that kind of test your self-worth at all? Or do you feel like you had maybe built up your worth before going into that situation? Gosh, I think it's probably a bit of both because I still feel that I need to prove myself every day, you know? And so right now I have different aspects of my work. My full-time job is at a fitness startup and there are 10 of us now. And I report directly to the founder and CEO. And I definitely every day I'm like, gosh, I need to make sure that I'm doing X, Y, and Z to the best of my ability, because that's, Otherwise, you know, it, it goes back to imposter syndrome, right? You don't think you're maybe doing enough or you don't belong. I, imposter syndrome is like the quintessential, uh, lack of self-worth in that moment. You know, the crisis that comes from that, but I also felt it again, it was so aligned, but the validation that comes from other people telling you you're doing a good job. it's tough because you don't want to rely on that. However, we're only human. And when I worked for myself, my clients, some of them absolutely would say, thank you. Like, I love this, you know, whatever, but others didn't. I mean, I would turn in my work and I would just get the word approved. That doesn't tell me anything that doesn't, you know, or, or this isn't approved, change this. Okay. Well, why I want to know what, what I can do better, you know, but but people are not always going to give you that feedback. And I feel like at this job, one of the things I love about it is that I'm getting the feedback, whether it's positive or, you know, constructive criticism, et cetera. 
it's so important to share that with people. And when I worked for myself, I had two employees and I constantly was trying to give them feedback and validation. And always the minimum is saying, thank you. Right. I think we've all been in jobs where we don't feel valued and that's really tough. Um, but when I've had employees, it's like, I know what it's like to be on the other side. And so I would try to just show them my appreciation. So it's, it's hard. Cause you, you want to have know within yourself all the time. I am good at this. I deserve to be here, but that's not always the case. And that's okay. It's not about X to all external validation, you know, like by all means shower me in compliments, feedback, whatever, <laughs> you know, like I still like we all still want and should and deserve that. But maybe check in with yourself if at the end of the day, you know, you find yourself whenever you're alone or you're at home and you're not at work. Do you ever give yourself validation? Do you ever look in the mirror and say like, damn, I look good today? Or, oh, like, I'm so proud of myself for finishing this task. Or I'm so proud of myself that I, I did this the other day. I I kept telling myself, I'm so proud that I took a rest day. Because taking rest is very hard for me, you know, like maybe that's more so the way to look at it of like just making sure that with everything we're talking about today, it's external validation, values, all of it's a-okay, fine, it's part of life, but you have to have the internal too. And when you don't, that's when things get a little off balance, sticky, sticky situation. I think that's spot on and get the compliments, but also give them to yourself. I love affirmations. I know they're a little woo woo, whatever, but positive affirmations and just speaking kindly to yourself goes such a long way. I can tell you one of my goals for April is actually to be nicer to myself because I was really rude last month and probably February too, just same. Yeah. Like, you know, we're going through a lot. Everybody's going through a lot. Everybody's going through something. And for some reason, I just let myself get away from who I really am, who I was, and was just awful talking to myself in the mirror or not even in the mirror. Just you're so, you're so dumb. Why did you do that? Or you look bad. And frankly, like you don't look cute today. No, that's absolutely not. Why do we have to speak to ourselves like that? You know, we can give ourselves the compliments, like you said, and do the things every single day that make us realize our self-worth, whether it's, I'll tell you, I started waking up at 6am and doing a morning routine that is a little different for me. And whether I do a workout in the morning or not waking up at 6am, making that promise to myself, keeping it because I've kept it since February when I made it and knowing that I'm doing something to start my day off. That's just for me. That alone has done wonders for my self-worth. I can tell you. So yeah, there's those little things. I mean, I, I see you, you do so many for yourself. I, you're walking, you're cooking for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. it adds up. It's in my eyes, it's showing up for yourself is such a deep form of not only self-care, but like you said, building that self-worth. I mean, we're talking about self-worth being the knowing and belief that you are deserving of this life, of being loved, of everything. What better way to show yourself that and build that belief in yourself than showing up for yourself by keeping promises, by, you know, maybe creating a space and a schedule and a time in your life 
to do these things that we know keep us feeling good. I feel like in February, March, I definitely fell off of things. And I think it was just all these crazy shifts of like leaving work, you know, and trying to find work and honestly, just not having self-worth. So because of that, I, I let all the things that make me feel good slide. And it's only been, um, honestly, like the second half of March into now where I've really started to be honest with myself that, yeah, those, the morning routine that similar to you, I have a very like, not structured, but it's a very like kind of flow of a routine that I I'm excited for. I love it. I mean, it's not always, you know, the best waking up at six or six 30, whenever it is, you know, like right. there are moments, but it's, it's just like that showing up for yourself. And then that bleeds, not bleeds sort of like flows, flows is a better yeah. word there flows into other areas of your life. And there's um one you shared like affirmations. I think those are so great. And it ties into a practice I wanted to share where I, and this is a little extreme. You don't have to do this, but I, since January, every morning when I get up, um, take a cold shower just because I, I felt called to do it. I started doing it. And within one or two weeks of doing it, I realized that without realizing meaning to, I had started to repeat in my head this affirmation of I can do hard things. And it was the first time that I've ever connected with an affirmation. Obviously we're in the space. I've heard about affirmations for five years now. I've tried them. They've never stuck with me, but this one, and I didn't make this, it's everybody says it right. But I had heard it somewhere. It was in my subconscious and my something in me knew I needed that to get in that cold shower day after day. And when I realized I was saying it in my head, I started to say it out loud. And now every morning before I get in that cold fucking shower, I say to myself, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And then about two weeks ago, I realized that I've been saying that in other areas of my life. I was trying to get through this shift at work where I was just really not in a great headspace. I was five seconds away from throwing in the towel and saying, I'm done. And I found myself saying, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And that leading me to other chains of thoughts of why I'm doing this job, how, you know, I'm almost done with the shift, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of days later, I noticed I was in the gym and self-discipline, you know, not in like a crazy obsessive way, but just like, once again, showing up for yourself every day is important to me. And so, yeah, going to the gym and realizing during Bulgarian split squats, the worst exercise <laughs> in the world, repeating to myself, I can do hard things. And that's a long-winded way of saying like affirmations, little practices, little ways that you can show up for yourself time and time again. Like it just, it, it works wonders in all systems of your body, but I really do think it contributes to that self-worth of just like knowing, like knowing what you're capable of, knowing what you can do like affirming, affirming yourself, supporting yourself, loving on yourself, just like show up for yourself. Like you would want to show up for the person you love most in the world because that, you know, is you at the end of the day, or it could be you. Totally. That's all. Yeah. No, that was, I, that's amazing. It's about making yourself proud. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you can do hard things and you, and then you did them, you did that. And you can be really proud of that. And that is in itself a a booster, a confidence booster, boost your self-worth. And I also love like gratitude as 
almost, I guess that's a separate practice from affirmations, but you know, I, I think with all of the media, wherever it may be that we consume, that's what's saying, oh, you're not good enough. Cause you don't do have look like X, Y, Z, whatever it is. That's not true. I'm, I'm so grateful that I have what I have. I'm so grateful that I have this able body or I have the skills to do my current job or something like that. You know, it's knowing that you already have everything you need is another thing that is just going to boost you up. And you can practice that throughout the day. I think honestly, I sit in traffic a lot here (laughs) and I think about gratitude when I'm in the car a lot. I love that. And I, it it does feel so resonant with this, especially since with everything we've been talking about, right? A lot of it is sort of this external pursuit of something, right? And the magic with gratitude is that it can sort of like slow things down, slow down and sometimes almost like stop that pursuit of like, wait, I I am grateful for X, Y, Z. Like, why am I so worried or why am I so worked up about this situation? Even with what I was saying about that I can do hard things, right? Like that's, I wanted to reframe of like, that's not meant to be like extreme self-discipline, you know, like grind your body into the ground, right? Like these are like the cold shower. Like it's something I've grown to love. It regulates my nervous system. The gym, like these are all things I love to do. It's just sometimes not work, but you get the point. Like yeah. I think similar to that though, would be a gratitude practice. And this is something I want to start. I don't know if you've done it, but just at the end of a workout or during a workout, like I'm grateful for my body. Like, thank you body for getting me through this workout that I heard somebody say that once. I was like, oh, wow, I've never done that. There's just so many little ways you could say like, thank you. Thank you body for this. Or like, thank you mind for helping me create this or do this. I don't know. It was just like a neat thought that I had, because that could be like an affirmation, you know, like thank you body for doing this or thank you mind for blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And sometimes it unfortunately takes it being taken away for you to realize that you were taking something for granted. So I, well, I've actually broken my back before I broke my back when I was 18, but (laughs) okay. But I had, I would say it was worse pain in 2019 Um, I had bulging discs in my back and neck, likely from hunching over a desk, which I'm doing right in this moment. So, okay. (laughs) Checking myself right there. (laughs) Um, but I was not able to pretty much get out of bed without pain for a long time for probably eight months to a year, if not more. And after that, I, Well, I actually got into strength training because of that, because that's what healed my back pain, that and a plethora of other things, but, you know, strengthening and that in itself makes you proud right there, right. Getting through a tough workout or whatever it is. But, um, after that, I've just been so grateful. And actually the last two nights, I don't know what happened. I haven't changed anything about my routine. I've had the worst pain and I could barely get out of bed the last two days. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm fine throughout the day. So it's really weird, but you know, it made me think again, how grateful I am that I, those other times are even right now, I'm not in pain right now. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that I could take my dog on a walk today. Um, you know, and, and I also 
with some of the health issues that I've been dealing with, gosh, that could be so much worse. Like, I mean, I have, I'm going through PCOS and some fertility stuff right now, but at the end of the day, I wake up in the morning and I feel good for the most part. And that is pretty amazing. And I know not everybody can say that. And so I'm grateful for that. And like, that is every, first of all, everybody is deserving of feeling this way, but you know, putting that into perspective, I think has really helped me, you know, it, like I said, in March, I was awful to myself and I was dealing with some of the news I was receiving and just getting really down on myself, feeling really disappointed in myself. And this month I'm trying to be positive about it because I am so lucky to have all of the things that I have and have the health that I have, even if it's not a hundred percent there, like that's part of my self-worth and confidence is like knowing that I get to wake up every morning and, and live this life that I live. Yeah. You're just like fully owning it. But I'd say also like from knowing you, like you're also validating the fact because, you know, we were texting about your health stuff a bit too. And you immediately had followed it up with, but it could be so much worse. And I was like, yes, it could be. And that is something to be like, or I didn't say this, but I was saying, I was like, it's something to be so grateful for, but also like being able to validate yourself in those times when you do need rest and maybe like your body can't do the workout or you just can't do as much as you used to do and you need to take a break or you need to reschedule with that friend. Like having the self-compassion, patience, understanding in those moments is just as important as having the gratitude. And once again, I think all of this that we're talking about now contributes to that self-worth because it is just, it's caring for yourself. It is knowing yourself. It is like proving to yourself time and time again that you can do hard things and, but you are also, you are worthy of rest and you are worthy of X, Y, Z. Like it is, oof, it's just so many like facets to it, but, but yeah. Oh, I was thinking about, well, first of all, thank you for like being so kind and always listening to me, even when we're texting and also on here, but I was thinking about you because I had to reschedule with a friend yesterday because I had selfishly listened to our podcast episode on Friday (laughs) when we shared it with everyone. Um, I listened to it too. And I rescheduled because I knew that I wouldn't be in a good headspace. And of course my friend was unbelievably understanding, no problem because she's an amazing friend, but I was actually really proud of myself at the end of the day yesterday because I took a solo day committed to taking a solo day because I knew it would make me feel better. Even though it was hard, I love to be social and like do all these things, but I knew I needed just a day by myself to do things that made me happy and also rest. And that made me feel really good. And today I feel even better, you know, and I can go into this week with a sense of peace. Like I made the right decision for myself. I listened to myself. And, and, you know, it also goes back to feeling confident in your values and your choices. Like you and I maybe are not people who are going to go out all night on a Saturday night. Um, you're more fun than I am admittedly, but you know, I don't know, dude, like (laughs) we'll test it out next time you come to Austin or I'm out in LA, but like, I, I'm really like dry sack of potatoes, but (laughs) You are not, you're perfect. But, (laughs) but that being said, you know, it's like, we, we have the understanding of ourselves 
that we feel confident enough to say, I'm going to stay in tonight. I'm going to stay in today. I'm not going to go to that thing that I don't want to go to. I'm, I'm going to say no and feel really good in that choice. And that's understanding your self-worth and understanding that you are allowed to make those decisions and feel good about them. And honestly, it's probably going to inspire somebody else to do the same. A thousand percent. And what that had me thinking of is just the overflow effect, right? Because say for instance, you sort of, you know, ignored that inkling of, Hey, I need to stay for myself, whatever it is you ignored, like that knowing within you of this is what I need. You go out with a friend, you know, maybe it's like great, but also maybe it tires you out and then you come home and then you miss up. You don't have time for this project. And like, that's, I had a situation like that come up today where I was supposed to go walk with a a newer friend. And at the last minute I decided, I was like, I need to reschedule because what's going to happen is that I'm stretching myself too thin. I'm going against this, like knowing that I need to stay home and then one thing backs into the other and it, it's sort of like, it can, it can turn into a domino effect. And the next thing oh, you yeah. know, it's like the Friday of that whole week. And you look back and you're like, damn, Saturday, really? That one decision on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> kind of started a chain reaction. And it doesn't always have to be that way. Right. But it, it just goes to show. And I'm sure everyone listening is thinking of the time that has happened recently. Right. Even if it's just for a couple of days where, you know, you just, all it takes is like, I don't know. It just, it makes such a difference when you can listen and res- like respect what you need, what you know you need. And like, yeah, just like what you're, you deserve to rest and you don't have to go out and appease, you know, somebody or live up to the societal standard or follow the should. So it's, yeah, I love that example. And I love that you did that. And you took, and we both took our own advice from that episode. Yeah. That's when, you know, it's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think respect is a perfect way to kind of close this out in that that is such a powerful word having respect for yourself is what's going to cultivate the love that you have for yourself and that's i mean you can only you can do that for you no one is going to give that to you no job no boyfriend girlfriend mom dad whatever it is like you have to take the steps every single day that are going to make you feel as good as you can possibly feel. And it'll, like you said, flow into literally everything else. hundred percent. Nothing, nothing is like a singular act or motion, you know, like everything Mm -hmm. is secular or flowing in nature. Like it's yeah. Everything impacts something. And it's just like being mindful and aware of you kind of knowing that, you know, knowing your choices and everything at the end of the day, like, yeah, thinking about when it comes to self-worth, self-respect, compassion, all of these things, like what's what's going to be the impact of this decision or choice, whatever, you know, for bigger, bigger things. But, but yeah, self-respect. Yeah. Mm, we love that. Treat yourself like you would treat your best friend, period. Really? Person you love most. And it'll feel so good. And it usually opens up so many doors in life. And yes. You know, it might take some time and it might take, you know, a couple more doors needing to be opened, but eventually like abundance flows when you, when you start doing that internal stuff. So we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and um, you can also support the show by leaving a rate and review, which means oh so much. You can subscribe to have it in your little 
podcast downloads every week on Thursdays. And if you want to connect on the gram, I'm on there at Emily Feichels. Jordan is on there at Jordan.friendly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And then we have the podcast at here and there dot pod. I'll have, we'll have everything linked below, but you can find all the goods down there. So we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.